welcome to this week's shark-only edition of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mort, and I am joined by my uh, yeah, injury-prone other half, the Southo Pirate. What's happening? Mate, I'm feeling good, thank you. Yourself? <laughs> uh, what happened, Dan? You, you just... You were quiet all weekend, and then this picture drops in the DM of you with an eye patch on. It was, um, I uh, went looking for some booty, mate, and rather than a female backside, I, I ended up on a pirate ship. No, I um, was shaving on Thursday night, and I, I went to open the can, and the lid from the Gillette shaving cream rocketed into my eye, and next thing I saw, I knew I was on the floor in tremendous amounts of pain, so... um. It has not been a good weekend, and I've got the eye patch off, and I can see you, which is making me feel very good. But um, the the laughter is making me feel not so good. So, uh, <laughs> mate. What did, how did you describe it to me before the show? Facial trauma. Facial trauma. Ex- extreme facial trauma is what they they said to me. I got that in writing too, so I'm a bit of a badass. But uh, you know, mate, some people pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> Look, that's true. It was not did a good weekend. Anything or? No, just extreme swelling. I, I waited to yesterday to go to the doctors because I'm a real wuss when it comes to my eyes. And if anyone had touched me, I would have I would have thrown hands, which is, uh, yeah. So my brother took me and held me down. And as you know, he's quite a big fella. And uh, yeah, here I am today in all my um, two-eyed glory. But uh, it was not a fun weekend. No, it doesn't sound like, like, do you have photos of the bruising or can we share this online? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll chuck them on after we upload this just for those, those <laughs> insane people that want to know. This is the content we live for. It certainly is. Dan breaking his face shaving. This is why I'm lucky I can't grow facial hair, Dan. <laughs> yeah, consider yourself lucky. And no one buy that Gillette shit. I swear to God, I'm so annoyed with them. I just want to sue the motherfuckers. So this happened on Thursday. Uh, you had to watch uh, the Sharks game on the weekend in agony. Is that right? I did. I watched the first half on Friday night when Ferris scored. I felt good. Um, went to use the bathroom, turned the light on, uh, dro- dropped in agony again. Um, I had to turn the TV off. I just listened to it on the phone. And I was really, really pissed off until I heard Connor Tracy's name scoring the uh, the go-ahead try. Then I felt really good. Woke up Saturday, watched the replay of the, the tries. Still haven't seen Wade Graham take that ball yet, so I'm going to have to uh, rely on you yeah. for that one. Turning, turning point of the game. Let's let's get into it, mate. Um, so, the Sharks 36, the Broncos 26. Uh, it was a very interesting game. Um, one that I don't think a lot of people realise just how young the Sharks side was, Dan. What were your thoughts when... You know, obviously, we named the team during the week, but we knew that Ramian and Dugan weren't going to play. What were your thoughts on the actual side that ran out? Truthfully, I love the Trindle in, but I was a little bit worried he might be a bit overawed. Um, same with Ferris, and I was a little bit worried about Talakai having to play 80 minutes at centre rather than just filling in for 60 because they would have planned and targeted. Uh, all three fears I needn't have bothered, though, because they were three of our best players on the night. Yeah, I think the uh, like, I didn't really think too much of them being overawed. Maybe that was because there was no crowd at Suncorp. If they were going up there, you know, and the well, I mean, the Broncos aren't in good form this year, but they're still managing to get a good crowd. But if they had to debut in front of thirty thousand Broncos fans, then then maybe their performances are a little bit better. But Jesus, out. Our young boys, they stood up all over the park, didn't they, Dan? They certainly did. I think you can ask Ronaldo how full Suncorp feels on debut because he had an absolute nightmare up there, the poor bloke, on very, very short notice. But he was very, very good on return. There's been some lesser players whose souls have been taken at Suncorp on debut. Absolutely. It's, it's a horrible place to go I, at the best of times. Yeah, look, I, I just want to, I want to bring up Talakai in the centres. I was ribbing your mate Dean uh, all week. And, uh, you know, he was saying Talakai's not a centre. We needed to play Goodwin. And that, you know, that, that statement right there couldn't have been any further from the truth because I know I, I know he, he did uh, struggle a little bit with Katoni Staggs very close to the line. But Jesus Christ, he was incredible. Staggs was great. And uh, I thought Talakai probably edged him in the end. Was he was he the official man of the match? Uh, I think, well, he's miles ahead on the Sharks vote. I don't know who got... 
Channel 9, I'm pretty sure Fox Sports gave their man of the match to Toby Rudolph. That's fair call. You can't argue with that. Um, has Dean uh, replied since the um, since the Talakai weaponry Friday night performance? Oh, uh, you make you make Dean's a bit of a sook. Every time you um, you show him up, he just starts to get personal. Ah, so, gotcha. Yeah, he's just a bit of a cock. He can't like he, he can't take his medicine. He just fucking. Starts firing. Oh, yeah. Just fucking swallow your medicine, mate. Well, that's one less listener we'll have this week, that's for sure. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, I, I know, I know that the bleeding obvious is that Brisbane sort of capitulated in the last 20 minutes, but where do you think the game was won, Dan? Um, when Connor Tracy scored. Um, oh, no, look, I, I think when they went, I think it was eight points or ten points clear. You saw by their reaction, Darius Boyd and Katoni Stagg celebrated like they won. Um, I, I think they thought they'd won the game. And to be honest, listening to it, um, I thought the same. I thought that Brisbane were going to romp home from there. I thought Stags would get three or four tries the way he was playing. Um, I want to make a pounding joke at Katoni's expense, but we'll, uh, we'll steer clear of that one. Uh, look, to be honest, I thought we were right into it, in it until you know we, we came back and got in front. It's easy to say that in retrospect, but I never felt we were out of it. But yeah, I definitely think that try had Brisbane thinking, oh, here we go. And when they thought about it, they got in their own heads. We just played better football than them and got the two points. Yeah, that was it. So, at, at, you know, the opening 10 minutes, there's a stat that I'm going to give you now. At half time, the possession was 62-38 to the Broncos, but we still had the lead. By full time, the possession had swung 51-49. And that goes on the basis of the opening 10 minutes of the second half was all Cronulla on Brisbane's line, and we just couldn't find that try. Uh, they had the lion's share of possession the, in the 50 to 60 minute mark. From the 60 to 70 minute mark, it was very, very even in terms of possession. And then when Katoa scored, they didn't really have the ball all that much afterwards. That's true. It was after half time, yeah, where we had three or four or five sets on their line. Couldn't score, they went up yeah. and scored. Yeah, yeah, we a couple of times we looked like we were going to break them open, and we just didn't didn't get our final pass, or we didn't get the pass right. And then uh, Stags took Mulatalo into touch, and uh, Farmworth, you know, busted through us, and and that was it. You know, they um they went up there and, and scored. And I want to say one of the players whose performance I knew it was coming because he was put into that position, but Darius Boyd looked right at home at fullback for the Broncos. He was he he gave us. Four tries this. He gave us all sorts of headaches at the back as well. He did. It's funny what happens when you play good players in their actual positions. And, you know, Darius cops a lot of shit, and rightfully so. But he's not a centre. He's a fullback. He's been playing fullback for the majority of his career. He's won premierships at fullback. I think it's pretty simple. Uh, Milford looked much, much better this week, unfortunately. The one good game he's played in the last two years, he picked against us. Uh, I, I like the young, I think it was Turpin that came back and looked quite good. The Turpin was the hooker, Dearden was yeah, the halfback. Dearden, rather. Dearden looked quite good. Uh, Staggs is a huge in. I'll tell you what, I'm glad they didn't play for feeder this week because if he plays, maybe maybe we don't come back. Yeah, I want to say that, you know, the left the, the player who gave me nightmares in the first half and still PTSD at the moment was uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. Fuck me, we just could not wrap his offload up in the first half. What did he end up and with offload-wise? He ended up with seven. Jeez, yeah. They were a good seven, too. With eight of the team. Mm. Um, that makes sense. But, I mean, there, there were a couple that really got me frustrated, and it was in the the one leading up to their first try. Uh, he offloaded the ball. He hadn't moved. Cronulla weren't moving. We were actually peeling off him, and he offloads the ball to Farmworth. Checking gave him a lot of leniency on his offloads. That's true, but you got, you got to tackle the ball, like, yeah. ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm just, it's, it, it's something that, you know, you just get frustrated watching the game because... He literally wasn't moving. No one was moving, and he still popped the pass out. So, I mean, I don't know when held's held, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's not one of the things where it ended up costing us the game, but it was just really frustrating that how much he was, how much, you know, leeway he was given just to pop that offload off. Yeah, it's a fair call. Look, I think everything went right for Brisbane on the weekend. We had a lot of players out. We still beat them. I think that's a sign of a good side. I, I just want to wrap Trindle. From what I saw... The kid played well beyond what anyone expected, myself included. And in, in terms of Trindle fans, there probably aren't too big of fans than yourself and me. And we were wrapping him huge. And he just he just kicked well. He hit hard in defense. He ran the ball. He played second fiddle to Johnson. He just... 
honestly, it's, you know, we know, we'll talk about it later, he's, he's been left out this week, which is probably the right decision, being who comes in. But uh, I'll tell you what, if he's required again, I feel good about Trindle playing in the halves. Yeah, his, his defence looks a lot better. He didn't run the ball as much as I would have liked him to. Um, and he did have his moment. I think it was his first or second touch in the game. He chipped the ball on the third tackle when we were attacking. Um, a lucky way Graham regathered. Yeah, that was uh, amazing. <laughs> you know, but I guess, you know, it was just rookie nerves. And that's what you get with a player like Trindle who doesn't play to a structure or a game plan, but he just plays what's in front. He's a natural footballer. Um, yeah, I, I, I was happy with him. I was really happy with him in there as well. There were some times in the game, though, where, and, and I hate to say it, but there were points in the game where you're just like, you know what, Brisbane are giving Sean Johnson way too much attention because Chad Townsend's not in the team. And I know, you know, we don't rate his form or whatever, but players, you know, the opposition teams sort of do have to look at where Chad is. Brisbane didn't give a fuck that we had a rookie number seven in there. They, they, hammered. they didn't give Ed Johnson any space at all on Friday night. No, they didn't. It's a fair call. It's good coaching too. Um, in terms of, look, I, Trindle coming in, it just it was, it was he played well above what I expected. You're not going to get a Jonathan Thurston sort of game from Trindle on debut. I think he showed enough to show that in the future we got a real special kid on our hands here. And to be honest... Three or four weeks in, I'm back in Trindle over Chad. No, I, uh, yeah. I say that with no, no joking at all. Yeah, I know, and it, you know, we will talk about his um, exclusion from the team. But uh, Gio, I, I really would have liked to have, you know, seen him two or three more games into it. I understand why Morris has probably left him out this week. More, you know, more so out who our opposition is. Um, but uh, yeah, look. As far as debuts go, he didn't let anyone down. He didn't let himself down. Uh, the other kid on debut as well, Jackson Ferris. What a night for him. Gets put on report, scores a try, and then busts his knee and probably won't play again this season. How good was that try? Like, yeah. you um, want to talk? You want to talk about natural try scorer? He yeah. just he went right, then left, and then right, and then just jinked off that left foot and went in. Relative, I think untouched. That yeah, just untouched. he just he looked like. Bronson Zeri in his running style, except not as not as light and fast or as you know positive. But uh, all right, mate, I was really really wrapped. Yeah, yeah. I thought look, I thought he was good as well. He, he made he made some good strong carries coming out of our our line. I checked the stats. He only had 114 meters, but it felt like he had a lot more than that because every time he was getting hit, it wasn't like he was hit and stopped. He was he was hit moving, and he's he's not real tall. He's very thick, but yeah, I mean. As for the guys on debut, I was really happy. And did you watch? Did you listen to the game on Fox or did you listen to it on Channel Nine? Ah, uh, Fox. Yeah, Fox. They were they were really pissing me off talking about how much experience was out of the the Broncos team and um, you know how little games they had played together. The Broncos have played over one thousand one hundred games. Cronulla's combined first grade games on the weekend was eight hundred and thirty seven. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. You take weight out of it, and you're like two hundred. I mean, John Morris in the press conference said there were only three players in the team who played over 50 games. There were only three players in the team who had played over 40 games. What, Johnson, Wade, and Woods? Woods, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, Jack Williams, Jack Williams had played, uh, has played 39 games, and Hamlin Ueli had played 34. Uh, and then I think he got Braley sitting around the 30 mark as well. Everyone else outside of that, relatively, like, relatively low amount of games. That's ridiculous. I uh, I do want to take the time, though. Last week, I said that I didn't really rate Connor Tracy being on the bench because I didn't know what role he played. He shut me up this week because he came on and changed the game when he came on. He started that try that he ended up scoring by going left. Uh, Wade obviously called it and he went with it. I thought Wade was really good. But Connor, we wanted um, impact and we got impact. We got his first ever try, which shocked me. Oh, I thought he had two or three at at the um the bunnies, but he yeah. just wow, what a time to score your first try! I remember him making that really big line break against Parramatta, and I thought, I, I you know, I, I kind of thought to myself, well, he's he, he definitely scored a try before that, and I I thought, but I went back and watched the replay today. He actually turned Alex Johnson inside, and Johnson scored under the post. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, I swear, blind. I remember him scoring a couple of tries, but anyways, yeah. what a what a beauty, and um that that way uh, Graham played down the left. Whoa. There, there was, you know, I know when Tracy came on, it was nice to get that 
you know, sort of fresh player as well. But there's one thing that you notice when Blake Braley goes off and Tracy goes on, Blake Braley's service yeah. is absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, Tracy's just that, you know, half a second slower. The passes aren't as crisp. They're not, you know, right on the chest. But the one that counted was the one to Wade Graham. That's all you've got to be happy with. I, I thought that the role for him was was really good, and I think he was definitely on the bench as that insurance blanket for Trindle as well. But, you know, he came in and he, he left his mark on the game, definitely. Did, how, how did Teague play? I only saw a little bit of what he, what he did. Yeah, Teague's solid. You know, he, he sort of played a little bit of edge. He played in the middle as well. He, he took his runs. I think he made around about 90 metres. Again, um, he defended really well. He, he hasn't been a standout because, you know, we don't give the ball to him inside the 10-metre line. But, um, yeah, he was he was good. Um, Ronaldo, though, he was another one who was nothing short of sensational on the weekend. And that kick for Connor Tracy, he's just a natural footballer, man, and he's all hard. He was freaky. How was when Connor... No, it was when Ueli scored. And yeah. you see the two Broncos, and then you see Ronaldo just come up like a shark and just say, fuck yeah, get that up, yo, or something to that effect. I, I love the guy so much. You know, everyone else is celebrating. He's their G in the crowd up, smacking his chest. I will say, though, when Hamlin Ueli scored, right, how much of a pest Aaron Woods is, he ran in and hugged for Tony Stabs. <laughs> I love that. The one arm round and the, the pat on the head. That's that's just, <laughs> you, you earn that, though. When you come back and beat a team on their own patch, you earn the right yeah. to be a dick. you gotta, you got to beat the opposition. And I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I think, I think the, uh, the thing about it as well is, Tony Staggs was the Broncos' best player on the weekend, so Woodsy was just probably being a shit. But speaking of Woods, that's his first ever win against the Broncos in 10 attempts. And what he, he had a really good game. He had 43 from 43 tackles at 116 metres. He did get caught out flat-footed on, on the uh, the third try, and he got sucked in as well. But I, I thought I thought as well, you know, he's indicative of how our team goes, and he was pretty solid. Yeah, agreed. From what I saw, I let's talk about our boy Toby, though. Yeah. Wait, I just... Those photos of him walking out of the water on the Instagram. How good! Hey, shout out to Gaz. It's his birthday today. How good is his camera work down Cronulla? I mean, I don't know how he concentrates looking at that phenom coming out of the water. It's it's incredible, and it's like slow motion. Is he just? It's it's Aquaman all over. I know. I know. Richie <laughs> likes to take credit for that, but this this was Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, that was the. Um, I, I don't know. Man. He was he was nothing short of fantastic on the weekend as well. <laughs> That impact he gives us off the bench. He only knows one way, and that's, you know, forward at 100 miles an hour, another 211 metres for him, another 30-odd tackles. Uh, he played, He came on in the 20th minute, didn't come back off. It was, a, it, you know, it was the most minutes he's played this year. He is so far ahead of where he should be at this, this point of his career. I mean, what's he played now? What, 10, 10 games? Yep, and he looks like a guy who's got 40, 50 games. It's incredible. He's all yep. heart. Like, that guy, you, you would feel, you feel like he'd die for the jersey, and that's what you want in your younger, less experienced players. If Harry Grant hadn't got so far ahead, Toby's a shoe-in for Rookie of the Year. Oh, I was going to say, I've got Toby sitting at third in the Rookie of the Year stakes, but Harry Grant's injured, and I, I definitely think Toby can... Still take his game to another level. The other person I've got ahead of him is the young centre from Penrith. Oh, Crichton or? Right. Yep. Yeah. How many games did he play last year? Just the one? One. One? Yeah, yeah, he's eligible. Yeah, that's a fair call. Crichton's a freakish yeah. player. I'd love to have him in black, white, and blue. But, yeah. uh, mate, Toby's the player we need right now. And I, I love yeah. it. Royce Hunt, though, again. How he is just. We, we were laughing six weeks ago, and now everyone's laughing at us, and good on him, because Royce yeah. Hunt is a genius. Yeah, 101 metres for the big fella off the bench. Not quite the impact he had against the uh, the Dragons, but that was just a freakish performance. Um, but yeah, look, as far as a player who I, I didn't think or didn't expect to be in first grade for this long for us, I thought, you know, he'd get a game here or there and, you know, then he'd just be another journeyman and probably end up at the Bulldogs. But I'm so happy he's on our bench. You know, it's, it's guys like him and Talakai and Toby Rudolph that you almost forget that Andrew Fafita plays for us. Absolutely. I, I yeah. honestly don't think we Fafita makes that bench right now. Yeah, we haven't missed him. No. Uh, I thought, I thought you know, it was a really big bounce-back game from Braden Hamlin-Newelli as well, 190 metres. He had a shocker against the Dragons, and that's 
that's the kind of performance you want from him, and that's that's the kind of performance that we need from him, and especially this weekend. Um, but yeah, you know, his defence was great. He was running hard. Uh, he can be a little bit lazy, but I, you know, in terms of taking it to Payne Haas, like he made it his mission to sound out Payne Haas and, and have a run at him nearly every time he could. He did. I want to bring up Will Kennedy. Now, a couple of weeks ago, when Kennedy first got dropped, I copped no end of crap on the on the Facebook. Again, I know better than to go on that rubbish, but I got I got laughed out of town when I said Kennedy was our best option at one. I said he was an attacking genius. Once he got his confidence, he'd be great under the high ball, and he would lay on try assist after try assist. What do you, what do you, another try assist or two on the weekend on Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one to Ferris and the one to Katoa. There you go. I'm starting to think like I might know a little something about football here because this kid is a genius. And don't forget, he's what five or six games into into his career, or or eight or something ridiculous. And people are going, oh, you know, he doesn't offer what Tedesco does. Yeah, well, fucking, are you kidding me? That's the stupid shit I had to deal with. Right now, I just want to say, I was right, and fuck y'all. Makes me feel yeah, good. There's, there's only one person in the world that offers what Tedesco does, and that's James Tedesco. Spot on. There's nothing even close. Every player's got to be their own player, and I think yeah. Kennedy is as close to what we need at the back if Moylan's yeah. not 100% fit. And to be honest... This weekend, the spine is exactly what we wanted. Yeah, look, I will say this about Will Kennedy. It's just a shame he's not about five centimetres taller and, you know, uh, maybe another fucking 10 kilos heavier because he'd be a sensational player. But, you know, in, in terms of his positioning, there's not many times you turn around and say he gets caught out of position. Yeah, he made one error on the weekend when Katoni uh, Stags chased him 30 metres across the field and smacked him from behind. Poor communication from Cronulla not to tell him that he was coming. Um, and huh. I, that's a funny other one. Than that, the, but that ball from Sean Johnson, you know, they raced out of the line. Johnson could have easily have just hit Teague Wilton on the chest instead. He threw it behind, put Kennedy into some space. The full work from Kennedy though to get through and put Katoa over. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy with him at fullback. And I, I made a comment on Twitter the other week, um, well, dur- during the week after our game against the Broncos, and I said, um, at the moment. You know, if everyone's fit and healthy, I don't see a spot in the team for Moylan or for Feeder. For Feeder, no. I still think Moylan takes Tracy's spot on the bench um, because he just offers so much in attack. And he's proven he can play in the middle. I, I don't like him in the middle, but I, I, I think he, get, he gets a spot. But, you know, there's an argument there to support that, absolutely. And that's coming from arguably the biggest fan he's got. Yeah, I, I want to talk about Tracy at the moment because obviously the 14 jersey... Is one for us, you know, we, we, we don't know what's happening. You know, Fafita comes back in, we ran out with four forwards on the bench. Um, what, what's going to happen there? But I think Tracy got the position over Trindle this weekend because of his versatility. And I think as well that if you had to, if the push came to the shove between Tracy and Moylan for mine, probably going to put Tracy on the bench because he only gets a 15-minute cameo and he can play hooker. Yeah, he can. Um, so, and again, it's just, the, what I'm seeing from this team at the moment is we're getting that injection of youth, and that's what it needs. For, for so long, people have laughed that Cronulla was the retirement home, we had so many old players. It's the young guys that are standing up for us at the moment. It's, you know, Talakai got turned on the inside by Blake Braley, and Talakai ran over Payne Haas and scored a fucking try. Yeah, pretty, pretty good for the old pool room. Yeah, it's 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 the young guys that are that are really sparking this team, and it's it's the guys who you thought at the beginning of the year, oh, well, you know, if the season's over and done with, you know, we'll put them in first grade and see where they can go. Fucking hell, John Morris needs to be given some sort of praise for having the balls to pick these guys over some of the other players that we've got in the squad, and he also needs to to be praised for some of the decisions he's made this weekend. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. I hundred percent agree with that. I think Morris has definitely turned around. In, in my eyes, at least, and it sounds like yours as well. Uh, look, he's, he's been forced to make certain changes um, because of the, the circumstances. But again, he hasn't gone back to like... He could have very easily put Bryson Goodwin in the centres on the weekend. Yeah. And like, fair, look, I would have bagged him, but most people wouldn't have because you got a young player who's never played a game of first grade. He didn't even play that much for Newtown last year in Ferris. He, play, he played half the game's tops, I think, and most of them were on the wing. So yeah. he took a big risk there. Look, this is kind of going 
perfectly in terms of the future because we're not going to win the title this year. We're, we're, we're just not in the top three or four. But we are in much better stead moving forward than we were eight weeks ago, and I think that is humongous. Yeah, our, our future looks really good with the young kids as well. I'll tell you what, like, I know we've got a big test this weekend against Parramatta, and we had a big test a couple of weekends ago against the Eels, but I definitely think, you know, we looked ready because we had, we had flogged a couple of sides. We looked ready. We looked like we were ready to take on the Panthers, and we got shown up big time. We're coming up against the Eels now, who were yours and both both yours and my uh, preseason favourites for the Premiership. I actually think we look more ready now. It's going to be more, you know, the, it's going to be more the preparation during the week. Um, I think our game plan has adapted to these new rules. There are still some still some things that are quite alarming. Like we, we do leak points very very easily, and especially if teams get you know two or three sets at us on our line, or they get a repeat set after the third tackle on our line. We missed 46 tackles on the weekend. You know, that's that's a lot. And for a team like the Broncos who don't attack well, uh, they made 10 line breaks to six. That 10 line breaks is real frightening. If Parramatta did 10 line breaks, they put 40 on us. The only difference is between this and Penrith, I think we've learned from the Penrith game, and we don't have a glaring negative side, like a weakness this week. Because Penrith got bored. They bash us up the middle, they throw it right, bang, they score. Every time they went down that edge, they score. We don't have that this weekend. And, you know, Dugan will probably get ruled out, Ramian might as well. But we know that, you know, we've got players that can come in. And I, I just don't think... Look, put it this way, they're going to be pissed off going to play Parramatta because of what happened against Penrith. So I think that may be a positive in the future. Uh, we got yeah. Moylan back, which is huge because, you know, he's a, he's a pest and he's... He's such a big personality, and I think people rely on that more than more than it looks, per se. Uh, and I just think Sean Johnson's in another world at the moment. I think he'll take over. You've got more games under everyone's belt. Yeah, Ueli's playing better. Toby's got more games under his belt. We're in heat's better stead this week. Yeah, just, just before we move on and talk about the, the game, I just want to say that the, the difference between the two teams on the weekend was the short kicking game. Anytime Johnson put the ball into the end goal area, we've got a repeat set. Yeah, you know, he, leads the league, he leads the league in repeat sets. How the hell are you drinking a Red Bull at this time of night? It's sugar-free, mate, and I haven't slept in about five days, so shut up. Right, okay. <laughs> I still uh, love you, though. Yeah. He's got the best short kicking game in the comp. He didn't get any try assists on the weekend, but he was still as valuable to us because of all the attention that he took. It opened the whole field up, like... You know, you saw when the Broncos had the ball, Cronulla didn't really zone in on anyone. They just zoned in on everyone. I wish they had zoned in on TPJ because we would have blew them off the path. But anytime we had the ball, all eyes were on Sean Johnson and no eyes were on Talakai or Wade Graham. And it was just, it was beautiful to watch. It was. It, we just, they, they played what was ahead of them, which is unshark-like and very, very entertaining on replay to watch yeah. next day. Johnson won't get man of the match this week, but it's it's not one of them games where you can turn around and go fuck me. He went missing. Like he did his job, he did what he had to do. Other people just stepped up and took over. That ball that, that he passed to Kennedy, you were talking about earlier. I think it was Joey Johns that was calling it, and as he said it, he went, "Oh my god!" Because yeah. it was so quick and so precise. That goes over the sideline nine times out of ten. Yeah, I'll give you a, some some fuckwit on SharksForever.com said that. Any halfback in the under twelves would be able to make that pass. <laughs> no, get fucked. It's the worst fucking take I've heard in my life. Like I literally <laughs> wanted to jump through my computer screen and batter this old fuckwit for saying that. There's about four players in the NRL that can make that pass stick. That is yeah. fucking ludicrous. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. I was there, like. I, I, I laughed so hard that I just got angry. After I read that, I was like, is this guy for fu-? I nearly said the C word. I was like, is this guy for fucking real or what? Go back and go back and replay that part. It's disgusting. It's a fucking incredible part. When one of the best players of all time, possibly the best, says, oh my God, in awe of the pass. Yeah, I don't think there's many under 12 halves that could have pulled that off. Just, <laughs> just you know, just quietly. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Sharks this week, we take on the Parramatta Eels. We line up this way. Kennedy's the fullback. Katoa and Mulatalo on the wings. Dugan and Ramian named at centres. Moylan is the big in at six. We've got Sean Johnson named at halfback. 
Woods, Braley, and Braden Hamlin-Uelli is the front row. Talakai is in the second row with Wade Graham and Toby Rudolph. On the bench, Connor Tracy, uh, Jack Williams, Teague Wilden, and Royce Hunt. And the 18th man is Scott Sorensen. 19th man, Britton Nakora. 20th man, Brad Trindle. 21st man is Bryson Goodwin. The Eagles line up this way. Gutherson, Sado, uh, Gutherson, Sivo, Ferguson uh, are the wingers. Uh, Jennings and Blake are the centres. Brown and Moses in the halves. Regan Campbell-Gillard, uh, Reed Mahoney and Junior Paulo in the front row. Uh, Lane near Corey and Brown in the back row. And then their bench. I don't know too many on their bench. Davy Stone, I know... Uh, Kane Evans from his shadow boxing, and I don't know which Kafusi it is. And then Takarangi, uh, the guy who's ruined his career by going to the Tigers, Giawa and Field make up their team. Um, just going on to our team first, Talakai in and uh, Nakora not even on the bench. What were your thoughts when you saw that today? I was shocked. I had to double take to be honest. I didn't. I didn't think Nakora was that bad. I I think Talakai has been a better player than Nakora. Yeah. I don't think anyone can argue that. But yeah, I was shocked. I just thought that Nakora and Wade would be slotted in and Talakai come off the bench. Maybe come off the bench. I honestly thought I thought Teague would be gone this week and yeah. it'd just be the status quo. Yeah. Very surprised. I'm actually unless there's an injury, I'm actually really impressed by it because this shows like Nakora's young and he's not not played a hundred games, but he's a big part of the team. I mean, and he's a he's an automatic selection. And for him to get dropped really sends a message to some of these players, like the <coughs> Chad Chowndans of the world, that perhaps, you know, your role isn't as as there as it you, you thought it would be. I, I like the move. Yeah, look, I, I just a little bit of a, a little bit of mail I got from it is that he's been dropped because of his defensive performance, which makes me fucking mad because Townsend played the week after that Penrith game. It's it doesn't make sense. Perhaps he's learnt from this and he thought, okay, yeah. now I got Trindle and Moyle and I can make that decision. I I, I, I like the decision all up, and I'm not bagging the core too much, but Talakai's got to be I, there. I, I like the decision as well. I'm I'm very shocked that I'm I'm shocked one that he's actually moved Talakai into the starting lineup uh, because of the impact that he does give us off the bench. I'm shocked number two that. Nakora didn't find himself on the bench, and Teague Wilton's actually found himself on the bench. Um, that that's the move that I thought. You know, I thought you know, job well done, Teague. Um, you know, put put it under your belt as experience, and you'll get some more games in the back end of the year because we'll probably have a few more injuries. But I definitely thought if Nakora was going to be moved out of the team, that it would be for you know he'd be on the bench. Um, I'm impressed that Morris has made that call. I don't get how you drop someone for a defensive effort after a win when you left your halfback in the team after a 32-point loss. That's that's what really <laughs> fucked me off when I read that today. Certainly poses more questions than answers, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know, I'd just love to be a fly on the wall or even just be able to sit down and ask Morris, like, how? How you came to that conclusion? How you can drop someone after a win <laughs> but you named the same lineup the week after after a 32-point loss? Um, looking at the Eagles team on paper, there's you know there's there's danger signs on the park for them. I think though if we if the game's you know even in, in the opening twenty minutes when our bench comes on, we definitely definitely have the advantage for them. I think Madison out is is a big um, a big miss for them, and a lot of people turn around and say you know everyone's waiting for Blake Ferguson to bounce back. He just doesn't look good this year, so he'll probably get a hat trick this week. This will be the week, absolutely. He just just doesn't look good this year. He doesn't. He's not making the 240, 250 metres because he he doesn't need to, to be quite honest. There's there's too much going on around him. I am going to say something that's going to sound stupid, but I'm glad we're playing Parramatta this weekend. I think it's the perfect time to get him. If we do get flogged, there's enough time to go back to the drawing board and enough players out that we can sort of put an excuse beside it, per se. But... I would prefer to play them after the run we've had than play another Broncos or another team we're expected to beat. Because if we go out and put it to Parramatta and lose by, say, 2-4, to four, or we dust them and beat them by 14-16, by like 100, who cares? You know, that'd be fantastic too. That says huge things. Whereas another win over, say, the Cowboys, you know, every should beat the Cowboys. So I'm, I'm really excited. I don't particularly want to watch Regan Campbell-Gillard, the form he's in. I think he might do some serious damage up the middle, unless Woods and Ueli are really on their game. And Moses is looking pretty good since he came back. 
but he's only two or three games back from an injury. So hopefully we get him where he's a little bit off his game. I think timing-wise, perfect. And I'm going to lock in an early Sharks 24+. plus. We did it to him last year. We ambushed him. We scored 1,000 points. Let him back into it. Made him feel better about himself. I'm expecting nothing but the same this weekend. Um, I, I think that this is going to be a big game for Aaron Woods because we everyone expected him to stand up against the Panthers and he had his worst game for us. Like, that was his worst. I've never seen a performance like that from Aaron Woods and I never want to see one like that again. It was disgusting. So this is the game where he really needs to stand up. And I think the confidence that Braden Hamlin Ueli will get from being able to test himself against that Broncos forward pack. And he came up with the second most metres uh, from a forward on the field. So I think, um, you know, if he's able to, you know, to repeat that performance, uh, we'll be all right. Again, you know, Madison's a huge out for them. Um uh, you know, we, we match them. We match them well in a lot of areas. We've definitely, as I said, we've definitely got the the upper hand on the bench. So we need to keep that opening twenty minutes really close. I think the inclusion of Talakai just makes us so much better because you're going to get sixty minutes of that bloke just going hammer and tongs at at, at an edge. You know, whatever uh, he's on the right edge, so he's up against Jennings and Sebo, and I think uh, Moses defends on. Oh no, yeah, Moses defends on that side. So it's not, you know, it's not the most you know, it's not the best defensive side to come up against. He's he's going to be running at, you know, he's going to be running at uh, Sean Lane as well, I think. So it's not as if he's going to lose that power battle. You know, we're definitely in this game. I think we'll be a lot more prepared for it. We better be. I think Gutho is their, their ace in the hole. Um, he plays that off-the-cuff off football that we just can't seem to defend against. That's why I hated playing the Tigers until recently. They had those players, they had no fucking idea what they were doing. They just run around like headless chickens and they'd make breaks. That worries me a bit. Uh, Campbell Gillard, absolutely. I think Sivo uh, and Katoa is going to be a huge for us because if Sivo gets over him early, that could be trouble because there's a huge difference in size. But you give me those two, you give me a flying Katoa at Sivo, Sivo's not stopping him. And I think, I think that might be three or four tries down that side. Maybe two each would be nice. It's going to be fun as well. I really hope Ramian is back for this game just to, you know, he's an aggressive defender and, he, you know, he can really get up and in and put some pressure on Michael Jennings. I think that's that's going to be a big key as well. We But we really need Dugan back on the other side just to steady that edge of, you know, up against Wanga Blake and Blake Ferguson. Huge. I think definitely need Dugan back. Absolutely. He's so important to us in every single way, especially defensively. Because uh, God, if they if they match up against Bryce and Goodwin, holy crap! Yeah, look again today. I, I you know our friend Rich Ellington put in our little group chat uh, about Facebook fans, so I had to jump on there. There was actually someone on the you know who said that why are we naming Dugan? Why isn't Talakai playing in the centres? And I was just like, wait, hey, can, can you just repeat that? You don't want our best defensive centre to play this weekend and match up against Wonga Blake. You want to put Talakai on him, and he was like, yeah. No explanation to it. <laughs> Facebook says it all. God, we, we got to we got to get off that rubbish. Yeah, I, I think you know. I, I, I really. You know, they're, they're trying to ban TikTok. Hopefully, they come in and just ban Facebook as well. Ban it. It's worse than communism. These these fucking sharks fans. Yeah, man. It's you know. I just don't get it. And then there's. I, I saw I saw people turn around saying if anyone should have been dropped out of the halves this from from the game on the weekend it was Johnson and not Trindler. <laughs> This is uh, this just proves that people don't deserve. I, I can't. What the fuck? Are you are you kidding me? There's been a fair bit of blowback about people us dropping Trindle for Moylan too, which I thought was pretty fucking hilarious. But I've I've saved the best for last. How is Connor Tracy still on the bench over Blake Braley when Tracy scored our game-winning try? <laughs> are you serious? Not the sixty minutes of genius. Oh fuck me, dude. That is. Uh, Sharks fans delivering the goods. And, and and people on there still don't understand why we're naming Toby Rudolph at 13, but he's you know, starting on the bench. They don't understand that he's the best impact forward off the bench in the game. Like This bloke 
you know, he, as we said, he's probably second or third favorite in rookie of the year, and he's a shoe in to win the interchange player of the year. Absolutely, I, I think Jack Williams has been good since he's he's come back because he yeah. hasn't tried anything other than running and tackling hard, and yeah. that surprise, surprise, is the fucking secret to being a bog average lock forward. Yes, it just works on so many levels. I also like, uh, you know, Williams is definitely going to start on the weekend. I, I'd like that. Um, I like that matchup for him against Nathan Brown. Uh, and I, I think if Williams can start the game well against Brown, it'll give him some good confidence as well. But also, Jack Williams, he hits a lot harder in defense than Toby does. Like, Toby's your standard, you know, hit, slide, take him around the legs, whereas Williams likes to whack people. So hopefully him, uh, Woodsy, and Ueli can just really shore that middle up on the weekend. But I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to this game. Look, me too. If Parramatta leave, lead us 12 or 14 nil in the first 20 minutes, it's over. If we're close or in front at 20 minutes, I reckon that we can do them. So important yeah. to start. Yeah, and it is. Our start is so important to us as well. But, you know, I know they led the Dogs 18 nil, and I know that, you know, Aiden Tolman's brain snap and the try that was disallowed that should have been the try meant that the Dogs probably would have won the game. But they were impressive in patches. And I think since they've, they've been knocked off their perch, um, they're starting to look a little bit vulnerable. Whereas the team who dusted us by 30 points the other week, they don't look vulnerable at the moment. No, they don't. But, but every team's got that shocker in them, and every team needs that scare. The bro, like The Bulldogs can pull you down to their level. They did with us. We play like absolute dog shit against them, and they probably should have got us in all honesty. But then the next week we turn up and we play Heats better. I I think Parramatta fell to their level. And this bullshit of, oh, do you still want to sing the song even though we won? Is just, just screams of attention. Look at me, look at me. You get in there and you sing the fucking song. Which brings me back. How good is Toby Rudolph singing Up Up Cronulla? That guy... Humping a chair. He just... The smile on his face. It's the only thing you can see. I Mate, I live... For Cronulla victories, based purely on watching him with his shirt off singing up up Cronulla. Well, I mean, there was there's literally no need to pick up a white plastic chair and hump it while you're singing to. Why not? Why not? <laughs> They're incredible, mate. I, I tell you what, Ueli's taken over the other uh, Fafita role too of the giving the shout outs, and there were a fair few on the weekend, which was nice. Yeah, uh, I, I like the addition to the pump it up as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and there's always one random clown in the up-up Cronulla that squeezes two Gatorades in his face. Uh, is that... No, that's Ueli, because he's stone-cold Steve Austin. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago it was Townsend, and last weekend it was Monotalo. Oh, maybe it's one each, and we just haven't noticed. Yeah. Why just... Because Ueli's a big wrestling fan, and that that's Austin's... He, drink, he drinks beers like that when he's on the corner. That's what that reference is. But uh, yeah. no, I had noticed. We'll see who it is this weekend when we when we win and sing it again. Yeah, it was I, the game after the, the Penrith game. I can't remember who we dusted. It was either the Titans or the Warriors. But yeah, Townsend was in there with, with two blue Gatorades in his face. And then uh, Ronaldo did it last weekend. So <laughs> That's fantastic. What a waste of Gatorade, though. Seriously. Yeah, who cares? Fucking Gatorades. Uh, where do we win this game, Dan? Um, Sean Johnson outplays Mitch Moses. That has to happen yeah. if Moses gets the the up on him. Uh, I think Moylan is going to be real important this week. I think he's, he's rushed out of the line and putting pressure on Dylan Brown is huge. Um, oh, I want to say the wings, but I'm just I'm really worried about Sevo against Katoa. So I'm going to say from the bench, if it's 12 all after 20 minutes, we go on to win. And it'll be based on a Matt Moylan's first try in about seven years. Yeah, I, I also think that one area where we have them, I think their centres are, are very, very good attackingly. Our, our centres are very, very good defensively. And I think now that Nakora has been taken out for his defensive issues, if Ramian comes back in, we definitely have that side. You know, we, we have them locked up there. I think you're right. Sean Johnson needs to have a big game and and really take it to Mitch Moses. And I think he's going to have a lot more freedom having Moylan there because although Moylan's named at six, Moylan does love to get in at first receiver, which is going to allow Johnson to play his second receiver role. And I also think um, you're right, shutting down Gutherson, who's on another level of form at the moment, uh, and then Will Kennedy to match 
you know, match what he's done the last couple of weeks and keep building on that. That that's where we can win. Obviously, where we can lose this game though is is just our opening twenty minutes. If we're not if we're not in this game, that's it. The the last sixty minutes are a write off. I'm real worried about the opening twenty. Campbell Gillard and Paulo are just they're bashing people for fun at the moment, and I don't know if our our starting middles can go with them. We can't concede any weak tries. If we concede a weak try or two, we're, we're not going to win because this game's going to be close. I can't see any team flogging the other unless it's a real windy day or something fucking crazy happens. Although the, it's supposed to be raining, which which looks better for us, I think. But yeah, we need to win that middle early and stamp some authority and get our creative halves, you know, put them under some pressure. Maybe maybe they fold late like the Broncos. I take a I take a seven six win. I don't care. Two 0 will fucking do it. You win this game, you kickstart something serious, and I think top four isn't out of the the realms anymore. Whereas if you'd asked me six weeks ago, I was saying fuck no, we're not getting anywhere near it. Yeah, I, we're, we're only I think we only trail the Raiders. Oh no, the Raiders two ahead of us. Um, yeah, they they we've got a better for and against. So the yeah the Raiders are, are two ahead of us, but. You know, if the Cowboys had done us a favour, we're going into this game fifth. It's pretty incredible. Uh, that, that's the reality of it. And we, we do have a pretty comfortable run. We play the Titans next week, and then we've got the Panthers away, and then we've got a bit of a, a you know a comfort run again after that. So, look, this, this is the run now. You know, see where you're at, play the Titans, come up against the best team in the competition, and then, you know, find your way home. Um but this is it. Like this is it now. Show where you are. On paper, we've got a real good squad. Show it. It's it's time for this Cronulla team to stand up and and show the promise that we believed we had in the preseason. Absolutely. Uh, to be honest, I think we're way ahead of where we should be at this time with our young players, our development, results wise. We're probably three or four wins ahead of where I had us. I just I just can't stress enough. Eight weeks ago, I thought we were dusted. I thought finals were out. The door. Now we're looking good for finals football. If we win 50% of the games, we finish 6th, 7th, 8th, and then who knows? It's a fucking lottery from there, especially in a year like this. Every team except Canberra has mass injuries. They're getting their players back. They've been through their their dip in form, although Penrith have only lost their fullback. If they start losing some players, you might see them come back, but I'll I'll say this. At the beginning of the year, I had us penciled in for 5th. Um, and I was worried about our depth. I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm actually worried about some players who are coming back to return into the team. <laughs> Don't fucking want them back. No, leave, leave the leave the feeders and the Townsends on the on the bench. I reckon. Yeah. I'm loving yeah. this this Newtown thing though. Like the amount what eight players on the weekend play for Newtown last year. Nine. Nine. So that is incredible. You show me any other team in the competition that can have nine players from their reserve grade squad last year come in. And beat a site like the Broncos away from home after dropping what ten points behind. Yep, our entire one to five, like our starting one to five on the weekend, all started in the in the Jets grand final, and and Trindle also started as well. So six out of our seven backs played in the Jets grand final, and then you had uh, Toby Rudolph, um, T. Wilton was there as well, and Blake Braley. Right. And then, then Royce Hunt was bloody playing reserve grade last year as well. That's right. And then, again, as well, if you have a look over the you know the, the season before that in 2019 and 2020, Jack Williams and Nakora had also spent some time with the Jets as well. So it's a very, very, very young team we ran out with. I love it, though. I absolutely love it. And there was the other thing as well. We won the jersey flag in 2018, and we've had 12 players come out of that team play first grade football for the Sharks. That's incredible. We've never had a development like this. We have, I think Chad Townsend was the only local junior we had. Like, and that, that says it all. For a long time, yeah. Stuart Mills was supposed to be the great white hope and, and never amounted to it. So Russ Aiken, I've heard them all. Like, this, this is the yeah. first time that we've had players step up. And if we wait four years, we might have another one too. Yeah, who's that? Bronson. Oh, yeah. yeah I thought the four years was I thought, a big I, I thought you were going to say something smart about that young fullback we signed, the 16 year old we signed for four years. No, I got no idea who that is. So, uh... Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, look, I, the, the one thing from this team as we wrap it up, you know, we've still got the you know the other 13 players, aren't there? I'm really missing, you know, not having the Jets. Just, I honestly feel that if we had a state cup at the moment and these guys were able to put pressure on us, we'd be at another level again. Yeah, I agree. Plus, I love watching Newtown yeah. play. 
Yeah, there's there's just some rust on the guys that come in. You know, like you, you could honestly tell in the opening ten minutes, and especially in the last ten minutes, that Trindle hadn't played any football because in the opening ten minutes he was shine, in the last ten minutes he was fucked. That's it. He hasn't. Yeah. He played round one. And I think he was second or third best on field from memory in the game we won in round one. What, two, how, 12, 13, 14 weeks ago maybe now in real time? Even more. That, that's fucking ridiculous. Can you imagine Jackson Ferris coming in with 15 games under his belt? Yes, please. So I went back and had a look at the opening round of the Jets. Uh, Trindle kicked six from six. Talakai uh, was best on ground. Ferris scored two tries. And Royce Hunt had 180 metres. How did we not see that coming? Well, there you go. I mean, we've been calling it. We've been calling this for a long time. Uh, Dan, just before we go, who was your 3-2-1 from the weekend? Uh, from what I saw, um, oh, I wrote this down somewhere. I think I had Toby 3, um, Talakai 2, and I think Ronaldo 1 from memory. I'll lock that in. Right, I had, so you had, you had Toby, Talakai, and Ronaldo. My three was Talakai, my two was uh, Toby Rudolph, and my one point was Wade Gray. Yep, that's fair, cool. Wade was very good. That was Wade Gray in his best game in about 18 months for us. Yeah, it was good. I I still have to go back and watch the second half, so I want to see him win that ball back and change the game, but uh, he looked good from what I saw. That was the game changer, yeah. it It was a shocking dropout. Um, and I, I don't know which Broncos player it was he went for. He batted it back, and you know, did and had a clean catch at it. But he saw Wade Graham come and he shit the bed. He said, and, "No thanks." Uh, Wade no, just wanted just it more. He, he wanted no part of that. He wanted none of that smoke. <laughs> I can't blame you. I'm not taking it either. But as a professional footballer, you got to cop that hit. I was the other thing as well from that. Just from that sequence of play, Katoa scores out wide. It's twenty six twenty two. And the Broncos are, are probably looking at the game going, well, you know, Johnson's probably going to miss this kick. Um, you know, they, they still need a try to at least level. He put that kick over, the Broncos' head dropped because that brought the penalty goal back into it and you could clearly see they weren't back in their defence or their discipline. Good. Fuck them. I'm glad they, they did that. That kick from the sideline was so clutch. He, he's been real good this year with his kicking. He's, World of difference. He's up at 80% now. That's incredible. And with Flanagan out for a week or two, and I don't buy that he was dropped, I think he's been rested against a bum team. Yeah, he's definitely been rested. Yeah. I don't even fuck with the Miles says. He, I don't um, know either. Yeah. He, um, yeah, we, there's a good chance that, you know, Johnson scores 40 points on the weekend. He goes top of the league. So. That's it. <laughs> uh, nice. Anything else we need, to, uh, we need to talk about? I do, mate. I just want to give a shout-out to a, a regular listener, Ash, who lost his father during the week. Um, horrible news, mate. Very, very sad to hear. Um, as I said over the weekend, I wasn't much good to anyone on social media, but we will have a beer very soon. And I'm sure I speak for both Terry and myself when I say best wishes. Uh, and I, I feel in the Sharks' big win on the weekend, and it's uh, dedicated to you, mate. Yeah, it's also to Ash's cousin Chris as well, who's a, a mate of ours as well. So it's, it was terrible news to get when you sent me that message. I was a little bit speechless, so... Um, yeah, fingers crossed we uh, we get a win this weekend. Some spirits are lifted and and drunk as well. Absolutely, yeah. I might have a beer this week and celebrate the uh, the vision returning in my eye. Hopefully, the lid of the beer doesn't go up and smack you in the other eye. <laughs> Who knows, mate? It could be fucking anything after this weekend. Stop getting so much enjoyment out of my pain. How am I boiling? Up the jets. <laughs> <laughs>